Good morning, everybody, and welcome to worship for Palm Sunday at Hillhead. Whether you are in the hotel, whether you are online, wherever you may be geographically, you are very welcome. Our service today is all age and interactive, which means there will be a number of opportunities to engage in symbolic actions and activities, if you so wish. There is no thou shalt about any of this. The service will end in silence without a blessing, and then we will take a 10-minute comfort break before our church meeting. We will need to shift our headspace from focusing on the story of Holy Week to a place in the present to think about our church life together. Today, we're going to hear a lot of different voices, including Jeff, who will lead us in the Lord's Prayer in Welsh, Rachel, Paul F., Elham, Ethan, Wendy and Brian will all read scripture for us. Holly will lead our prayers. I'm not quite sure who our musicians are. I failed to check, but they certainly include Paul F. and possibly others. Katrina will be singing a solo for us and shortly Grace will light our candle. So this is the beginning of Holy Week and this year we're not able to offer any midweek activities or reflections. It just would have been one thing too many this year. But we are warmly invited to join our friends from other West End churches for an ecumenical Good Friday vigil at Kelvinside Hill Head Church from midday to 3pm. So that's Friday midday to 3pm and you can come and go from that if you want to be a part of it. Two pieces of family news. Alan is now settled to his interim placement at the Oakbridge Care Home. Just to note that the visiting hours are quite limited, so please check with Margaret, who has all the details of when you can and can't go before you plan to go. I wouldn't want you to turn up there and then discover they're not going to let you in. And then Barbara and Ken have asked me to pass on their thanks to everybody for their good wishes and prayers in recent weeks. Ken is now very poorly and is receiving palliative care at home. So we continue to hold him, Barbara and the family in our prayers. Next Sunday, it's Easter Sunday. And in addition to our usual hybrid service at 11am, there will be opportunities to join special events in the Botanic Gardens at 9.30am. So I think it's 9.30am, check the key for exact details, and certainly 6.30pm in the evening when there will be an Emmaus Road walk led by Reverend Cathy Galloway and myself. I will also send you a reminder nearer the time. But now it is time for Grace to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is the light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day.
Jesus is coming. Hosanna, Hosanna. God will save us. Hosanna, Hosanna. Jesus, son of David, son of Mary, son of God. As we tell your story and as we follow in your footsteps, lead us into Holy Week. As we walk towards the city and as we wait in the garden, lead us onto holy ground. As we journey towards death, we dare to hope for resurrection. Lead us into holy joy. Jesus, Son of David, Son of Mary, Son of God, hear us as we join our voices in prayer. We are invited to join together in the Lord's Prayer in our own preferred language and form. Keed with you. Ain't hard, er hunwit and an evoid, sanctivier de enu, dele de deernas, gunilier de wilthis, megis and an ev, vethian and they are heavy. De roini heavy wain barra by nathiol, a mother in ye ain't de ledion, vellum the unina in de ledweer. Akna carwini e provedi gaith. Eithir gwared ni rag drwg. Canis eitho tîr deirnas ar nerth ar gogoniant. Yn oes oes oedd. Amen. From Matthew 21. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives.
There, Jesus sent two of his disciples on ahead with these instructions. Go to the village there ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied up with her colt beside her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything, tell him, the master needs them, and then he will let you go at once. This happened in order to make come true what the prophet had said. Tell the city of Zion, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did what Jesus had told them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt and threw their cloaks over them and Jesus got on. A large crowd of people spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from trees, spreading them on the road. The crowds walking in front of Jesus and those walking behind began to shout, Praise to David's son! God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord! Praise be to God! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was thrown into an uproar. Who is he? The people asked. This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee, the crowds answered. So our story begins in joyful excitement as Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. The word Hosanna has come for us to be a shout of praise, but it can also be a heart cry to God, meaning something like save us. So that tension between joy and celebration and crying out for salvation seem to go together. And that expresses something of what today's service will bring. I didn't get any palm crosses this year for all sorts of reasons, including the fact that I don't have everybody's land address, so I didn't want to post them to some and not to others or people risk missing out. So we're going to make our own palms if you would like to. Um, if you are on site, you should have, hopefully, a piece of paper. If you don't, because you've sat on a seat that you had to move, that's okay. And how you make your palm is completely up to you. You might want to tear out a palm shape or cut out a palm shape. Or you can go for something a bit more like this. Um, if you're on, at home, you can have a go as well. So you roll, this is a hard bit, roll your piece of paper into a tube. And it wants to be reasonably tight, but it doesn't have to be super tight. Getting started is always the hardest bit. Once you've got started, it's not normally so bad. And hopefully somewhere fairly near to you, there will be some sticky tape. And you can just use a bit of tape to, to stick it together. About halfway along. Don't do it too close to one end. Um, and you'll have to share sticky tape and you'll have to share scissors. So I'll, I'll give a moment or two to... Um, there's a great sound of sticky tape being pulled here. Um, don't know whether you're getting it at home, but there's a, lots of really good, um, quite cheery noise of uh, sticky tape being used to stick these together. Okay. I think most people are just about there. Now, you, you have a choice, and I'm conscious there aren't enough pairs of scissors to go round for everybody. Um, I did have a big box of scissors, but I think they must have got left here one week and disappeared off the face of the earth. So we have some scissors. So you can cut or tear from the one end of your tube um, about 
half an inch or a centimetre-ish wide um, going round. So cutting or tearing. I have a, another pair of scissors if somebody would like. So, so and then if you if you manage that, the really fun bit is to then gently pull up, and you'll get a, a thing that is a palm. Honestly. We used to make these when I was in Sunday school f nearly 55 years ago, so um, it's, a, it's a well tried and tested method of making something that's rather strange. I hope those who are watching are getting a good laugh watching us uh, making our palms. That's a very beautiful one there, Jenny. I'm very impressed. You're obviously the experts, and there's some good ones on site as well. And if they're a bit wonky, it doesn't matter. So we can continue um, making those palms. If you haven't got a palm, but you've got something else to wave, feel free as we sing our next song. And you're also, if you would like to, if you're on site, you're very welcome to, so at some point in, in the song, to cast your palm onto the road as we welcome Jesus. went into the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers 
and the stools of those who sold pigeons and said to them, it's written in the scripture that God said, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a hideout for thieves. The blind and the crippled came to him in the temple and he healed them. The chief priests and the teachers of the law became angry when they saw the wonderful things that he was doing and the children shouting in the temple, praise to David's son. So they asked Jesus, do you hear what they are saying? Indeed I do, answered Jesus. Haven't you ever read the scripture? You have trained children and babies to offer perfect praise. Jesus left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. I'm told that if you ask the children of our Sunday school, or even some of the young adults who were in our Sunday school, what are the best bits of church? One of the usual answers is, that bit where Katrina throws coins all over the place. The mood of the story changes very quickly after Palm Sunday. When Jesus goes to the temple, into the outer courts where the Gentiles and the foreigners, the women, the visitors can gather, he discovers they've been turned into a market. Well, actually, he doesn't discover that. He knows that's what he's going to find. But he's particularly angered about it. So angry that he sets all the animals free and turns over the tables. And that is something that a lot of us secretly take delight in. But I wonder, what makes us angry? What might make us so angry we express that with our hands, with our actions? We might want to clench our fists. We might want to point a finger at injustice. Perhaps, like Jesus, we want to throw coins all over the place. Because we are so angry at how the love of money and the misuse of money causes so much suffering in our world today. You were invited to think if you could to have to hand a coin or a bank card or a banknote if you prefer. Something that represents our money and our freedom to spend that money. Could be your phone, I guess, if you're somebody that uses... Um, Apple Pay or Google Pay, and to hold that in your hand. And just for a moment or two, think about all the ways you can spend money. Maybe you use it to pay your rent or your mortgage, to buy the food you need, to go out for lunch or coffee. Maybe some goes to charity, or maybe you belong to a political party and you give money to them. But what makes you feel angry about the injustices around money, around finance, around the power that goes with those who make decisions that affect all of us? And how might you express that? We probably won't do this, but Jesus was so angry that coins flew everywhere. Apologies to anybody who got hit. <laughs>
was in Bethany at the house of Simon, a man who had suffered from a dreaded skin disease. While Jesus was eating, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar filled with an expensive perfume, which she poured on his head. The disciples saw this and became angry. Why all this waste? they asked. This perfume could have been sold for a large amount and the money given to the poor. Jesus knew that they were saying, and so he said to, to them, why are you bothering this woman? It's a fine and beautiful thing that she has done for me. You will always have poor people with you, but you will not always have me. What she did was to pour this perfume on my body to get me ready for burial. Now I assured you that wherever this gospel is preached all over the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Here is a beautiful story, a simple story and a story that Jesus said would be told all over the world in memory of the woman who anointed him. We don't know her name. We don't know anything about her, though we do a lot of guessing and making up. But she did something very beautiful and very intimate and very tender for Jesus. For Christians and indeed for others, anointing is one of the ways of reminding ourselves of God's love for us. And so there is a station at the back with some uh, hand lotion and some anti-back gel. And I will be at this end with um, some more lotion. And if you would find it helpful, you may have your own as well, of course. And if you're on online, you will have your own. If you would help find it helpful, you might like to draw a sign of a cross on your own hand or your own head. And we listen to Katrina as she's going to sing a very beautiful and very well-loved song, 
about that love for Jesus. So you're free to move as Katrina sings. I don't know how to love him What to do, how to move him I've been changed, yes really changed In these past few days when I've seen myself I seem like someone else I don't know how to take this I don't see why he moves me He's a man, he's just a man and I've had so many men before in very many ways. He's just one more. Should I bring him down? Should I scream and shout? Should I speak of love? Let my feelings out. I never thought I'd come to this. What's it all about? Don't you think it's rather funny? I should be in this position. I am the one who's always been so calm, so cool, no lover's fool, running every show. He scares me so. John 13. It was now the day before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave his world and go to the Father. He had always loved those in the world who were his own. And he loved them to the very end. So he rose from the table, took off his outer garment and tied a towel around his waist. Then he poured some water into a wash, wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, 
and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Are you going to wash my feet, Lord? Jesus answered him, You do not understand now what I am doing, but you will understand later. Peter declared, Never at any time will you wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I do not wash your feet, you will no longer be my disciple. Simon Peter answered, Lord, do not wash only my feet, then wash my hands and head too. Jesus said, Those who have taken a bath are completely clean and do not have to wash themselves except for their feet. After Jesus had washed their feet, he put his outer garment back on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I have just done to you? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and it is right that you do so, because that is what I am. I, your Lord and teacher, have just washed your feet. You then should wash one another's feet. I have set an example for you, so that you will do just what I have done for you. The story of Jesus washing the feet of his friends complements the one about the woman who anoints him. Kneeling down on the floor, he takes the place of a servant serving those he loves. And very often when we read this story, we rush ahead to his command to his followers to follow his example. And when we do that, we risk missing something really important. The need to allow Jesus first to serve us, to kneel at our feet, to wipe away the dust and the dirt, to refresh us and to cherish us. As you know, this week I have been away at a retreat head, retreat house even, not a retreat head, a retreat house. And the guests at that retreat house are served in a very Christ-like way. Even down to the fact that when you had your meal, you would then be invited to go through to the sitting room and you would be brought your cup of tea. On the last meal that I was there, the person from the community who was doing the teas happened to have the name Emmanuel. He was a Swiss priest, but his name was Emmanuel. And there was a trolley with the teapot and the kettle and the coffee and the tea and the tea bags. And underneath, on the shelf below, were the mugs. And Emmanuel knelt down, took a mug, poured me a cup of tea and handed it to me. That, for me, was this story reimagined for our time. So if you have a cup or a tea bag or coffee or something that represents rest and refreshment with a nice brew, just take it and hold it. And imagine that Jesus has made you the drink of your choice. Tea, coffee, hot chocolate, herbal essence, whatever it might be. Just how you like it. And he gives it to you. Kneeling in front of you and he says, 
I love you. I am your servant. And from that place of being served and being refreshed, we are able to be as Christ to those around us. joining us online you may like to have to hand now whatever you have selected to eat and to drink on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread the disciples came to Jesus and asked him where do you want us to get the Passover meal ready for you go to a certain man in the city he said to them and tell him the teacher says My hour has come. My disciples and I will celebrate the Passover at your house. The disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, Jesus and the twelve disciples sat down to the meal. During the meal, Jesus said, I tell you that one of you will betray me. 
The disciples were very upset and began to ask him one after another, Surely, Lord, you, you don't mean me. You don't mean me. You don't mean me. Jesus answered, One who dips their bread in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man will die as the scriptures say he will. But how terrible for the person who will betray the Son of Man. It would be better for that person if they had never been born. Judas, the traitor, spoke up. Surely, teacher, you don't mean me. Jesus answered, so you say. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave a prayer of thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples. Take and eat, he said. This is my body. Blessed art thou, Lord God, creator of the universe, who gives us bread from the earth. Amen. Then he took a cup, gave thanks to God and gave it to them. Drink it, all of you, he said. This is my blood, which seals God's covenant. My blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will never drink this wine again until the day I drink the new wine with you in my father's kingdom. Blessed art thou, Lord our God, creator of the universe. Through your goodness we have this wine to share, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. We drink together. They sang a hymn. And they went out to the Mount of Olives.
Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Grief and anguish came over him, and he said to them, The sorrow in my heart is so great that it almost crushes me. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went a little further on, threw himself face downward on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, take this cup of suffering from me. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. Then he returned to the three disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, How is it that you three are not able to keep watch with me for even one hour? Keep watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more Jesus went away and prayed, My father, if this cup of suffering cannot be taken away, Unless I drink it, your will be done. He returned once more and found the disciples asleep. They could not keep their eyes open. Again Jesus left them, went away, and prayed the third time, saying the same word. As we enter into this Holy Week, we recognise as a community that many of us are carrying so much. Some of what we carry is shared and some is known only to ourselves. We carry our griefs, we carry our fears, we carry our worries for ourselves, for those we love and for the world. We are invited to put down all we are carrying at the feet of Jesus as we join together in our prayers for others and for each other. Let us pray. In Holy Week, we remember that Jesus experienced the very best and the very worst of what it means to be human. We call to mind Jesus riding into Jerusalem, celebrated by crowds. We take a moment to reflect on the journeys each of us have to make to meet Jesus on the road and to welcome him, however he may come to us. We remember Jesus at the temple turning over the tables of the money changers. We bring our prayers for courage to join Jesus as he rages against economic injustice and shows the true face of God's kingdom, which is always, always on the side of the poor. We call to mind Jesus who accepted the anointing of the woman at Bethany. We bring our prayers for those whom we love who are close to death.
We trust in God's presence with them, bringing them peace. We remember Jesus in the upper room. Jesus who loved his friends and showed us how to serve each other. We bring our prayers that we may be drawn together closer as a community of care for each other. We also bring our prayers for those in positions of authority, especially this week, our new First Minister, Hamza Youssef, and the new Scottish Cabinet. We remember Jesus, whose friends let him down. We bring our prayers for imperfect relationships. We recognise the ways in which we have caused pain to those whom we love, and we seek forgiveness. We pray also that we would be quick to forgive when others let us down. We remember Jesus in Gethsemane in deep pain and sorrow and bring our prayers for all those who suffer anguish and grief. We pray that they will be comforted in a way that is beyond our human expression. We remember Jesus on the cross, dying at the hands of the government. We bring our prayers for all who are suffering from injustice, oppression and violence across the world. We pray for those who live in fear, that they may find strength. And we pray for ourselves, that we may be shown better ways to show them meaningful love. We remember Jesus who showed by his example how to walk with others. In our community here at Hillhead, we pray especially this week for Ken and for Barbara and for all of their family. We remember the coffee club, Graham, Stuart and Perio, Lizzie and Jonathan, Jennifer, Neil and Jensen, Sheila, Heather, Kurt and Duncan, Liz and Douglas, Graham and Charlie. In the Baptist Union of Scotland Prayer Diary, we pray for Coatbridge Baptist Church, Collidine Baptist Church in Glenrothes, Cornton Baptist Church in Stirling, and Kyle Baptist Church in Dunoon. This week, the BMS invites our prayers for the church in North Africa and Asia. In particular, our siblings worshipping in Tunisia, Cambodia and Thailand. We give thanks for BMS partners, the Asia Pacific Baptist Federation and the Thailand Karen Baptist Convention, remembering especially their Easter outreach programme. And as we enter into this holy week, we lay all we carry at the feet of Jesus who loves us, because it is always in his name that we pray. Amen. Jesus was still speaking to the disciples when Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a large crowd armed with swords and clubs dispatched by the head priests 
and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a signal saying, the one I embrace, that is he, seize him. At once he approached Jesus and cried, greetings rabbi, and embraced him. Friend, attend to your business, Jesus said to him. Then they approached and laid hold of Jesus and seized him. At this, one of those with Jesus dropped his hand to his sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, severing his ear. Jesus said to him, put up your sword for all who draw the sword shall die by the sword. Do you imagine that I could not appeal to my father and he would immediately send to my aid full 12 legions of angels? But then, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that this is what must happen? Thereupon Jesus said to the crowd, Have you come out to capture me with swords and clubs as if I were a brigand? I sat daily in the temple teaching and you never arrested me. But all this has come about that the writings of the prophets should be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Thank you.